0: Hello and welcome to Behind the Lens with EDL. I'm your host, EDL, and I will be interviewing athletes that I've captured on camera. We will talk about their career, struggles, or issues they've had, whether it be in sports or their personal life, and we'll even get a background on some of my favorite photos that I've captured of them. Um, my name is Aaron, but my athletes know me as EDL. I have my own photography business, and it's called EDL Photography. If you're interested in following me on social media, everything is at EDL Photography. I specialize in sports. But I also have shot engagements, musical gigs, a few media events here and there, and just honestly anything in between. At the end of the day, I just want to turn moments into memories and capture the emotion of my subject. I love my job and couldn't be more excited to showcase the amazing people who I've captured uh, compete on whether it be the field, ice, or even track over the past 10 years. My first guest is Tom Johnson. So let's jump right into it and enjoy. All right. So, hello, Tom. How you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you, Aaron? Thanks I'm for having good. me. I'm good.
0: I'm excited to be here.
1: I'm, I'm joyous as well.
0: <laughs> Episode one. And of course, you're the first guest because, you know, we had this entire conversation uh, two months ago, <laughs> three months ago. I don't even know how long.
1: Well, you know, um, something about primetime and uh, number one, <laughs> they just seem to go well together. So.
0: It was a great conversation that we had, though, no, I will it was. say. It, was. it really was. And it's just basically going to be that same conversation. Um, but since I do know who you are and obviously went to high school together, um, tell the people that are listening who you are, where you went to school, what you studied, what you're doing now, the sport that you competed in, all of that good stuff.
1: All right. Um, I'll try to keep it short. My name is Tom Johnson. I'm um, born and raised in Sierra Leone. Came to the U.S. in 2002, um, Ward School for elementary school, Warriors, and then uh, White Plains from 2007 onwards, White Plains Middle School, White Plains High School, class of 2013, where um, I played soccer and, uh, you know, we were the first league champions in a while. So shout out to the guys. We had yes. a really, uh, I was a manager. Bond. Just so that were in manager. there. I'm Aaron on was the wall with you guys. Erin was the manager. She I'm is up the on the, picture. the wall <laughs> with us. She is up on the wall forever ingrained in White Plains High School <laughs> history. But, um, you know, I excelled in track and field. That was my forte. And ultimately that's what I ended up going to college for. I committed to Temple University, let go out early on in my, uh, Collegiate tenure, and then uh, later on transferred over, oh, minored in strategic communications. Okay. And, uh, you know, that was great. Those classes were great. And then transferred eventually to UMBC once Temple decided to discontinue the men's track and field program. Unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate, but, you know, maybe a blessing in disguise. Everything happens for a reason.
0: Believe it 100%.
1: But um, transferred to UMBC, where I continued my track and field career, although it was cut short. And, um, you know, while I was there, I was able to capture an American East title, luckily, <laughs> but sometimes luck beats skill. Yes. Um, and uh, I I am also currently the school record holder for the Triple Jump. Yes, you are. I am an aspiring, hope. Hopefully, next year, I will be in the Olympics representing Sierra Leone, and um, I currently work as a recruitment consultant for Mason Frank International, and we recruit Salesforce professionals for the Salesforce CRM.
0: All right. so major things you left out for your high school career is that you have two state champions. Oh, like, I did forget
1: about that. Didn't like, I?
0: Okay. Just <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. that. No big deal.
1: Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... You're,
0: yeah. Well, In since what, you 20, it up. I have.
1: Since In... you brought it up, it's actually four. If we're.
0: If oh. <laughs> See exactly what are we talking about? And you just no, don't even got... want to talk about it.
1: We got a uh, twenty. I believe it was two thousand.
0: All right. Oh man. Well, uh, that was. Interesting, and I lost Wi-Fi, and then we lost connection, and then,
1: <laughs> Yeah. We...
0: hey, it's the first time. We're getting through it. You know, we're getting out the kinks, just having a great time over here. That's a fact. But anyway, back to you and to your um, state championships that well, you won.
1: Technically, if, if we're being technical, um, my junior year, I believe it was either indoor, it was indoor 2011. Because Indoor 2013, I was already, okay. So, yeah, Indoor 2011, my junior year was the year I captured my uh, my first state title. That was actually, that's, that's definitely my favorite title of all time. I still remember everything candidly till this day. Went in there, I think I was seated like five, six, or seven, but uh, I just- How many just,
0: are there? How many people compete? Do you know? Um-
1: I think there's at least 30 people I'd say okay. or at least 28 okay different flights and then
0: yeah yeah then,
1: yeah so yeah I
0: remember how that works
1: exactly so each section outdoor. Eh, outdoors there's 11 sections outdoors it depends maybe yeah I'd say 30 I'd say okay. 30 indoors okay, I'm sorry so you were indoors indoors there's 30 yeah because indoors you could send two automatically and then the third place has to hit the qualifier and such a lot of sections usually sent three athletes so indoor i'd say 30 and then uh outdoor probably like 20 22 okay but um yeah i was seated I was seated number six, which was my best seating ever heading into a state. Wait, I'm going
0: to interrupt for just a second. Before we get into that, we have to talk quickly that you were the first freshman to ever qualify <laughs> for states ever yeah. in New York State history for the triple jump. Because like know, that just has to be like, and I know that leads into why this is your favorite. But like, that just has to be mentioned so that everyone knows that.
1: Yeah, I actually forget. Dang, Aaron, you're. You're on the money tonight. I, I got I, my
0: research down. I got. I'm ready. I like that. I, that's why I'm so mad about the whole audio thing because I was ready.
1: Wow. Nah, that's that. I like that. You definitely came uh, prepared, over prepared. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I am. I am the first freshman to qualify for states in the triple jump in New York State history. I, uh, Coach Zemel, uh, may he rest in peace. He used to he used to push me. I remember he used to push me in my freshman year every single day. Tom John, Tom John, man, you would be a great triple jumper. You remind me of Sanya Wallaby. The way you just look when you long jump. He was like, you would be a great triple jumper. And I'm like, man, I'm not I'm not a triple jumper, uh, Zemel. I'm a long jumper, and long jump is <laughs> what I what I'm gonna focus on. Yeah. So you know, long jump was what I focused on all season, and then uh, we got to the county meet. And we were warming up at the armory, their their levels to the armory. We're warming up in the bottom level. Okay. And I guess we were so locked in on the warm-up, we didn't hear them calling in for the check-in for the long jump. So we go in, we go upstairs, we're pumped, we're ready to check in. They're like, you can't check in. The first jumper already jumped. You guys oh, aren't no. long jumping today. So I was upset because, you know, I was gonna do I, I knew I was gonna do well in the long jump. That was my bread and butter, but I was like, you know what? I'm like, what do I have to lose now? So I'm like, hey, coach, check me in for the uh, for the triple jump, which they did, no. and uh, yeah, I came in third place. It was a, a meet against like seniors, against everyone in Westchester County. I came in third place. I jumped 44, like 10, and they were like, oh, I was like, oh, and I went from like. <laughs> I went from like what? zero on the list because I never did it to all just, boom, top, top I've never five, heard top this story six before. in the section. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So then the following week was class A's and you can do four, you can do four events. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I ended up not triple jumping because I did long jump. I did um, the 55. I did the four by four by two and I did the four by four okay so I was capped out and I was like oh okay. you know what I'm sad and then a week late like the week going into stake walls the coaches tell me like hey yeah you know uh you hit the standard to um you know you hit the standard to compete at stake walls I'm like all right game on mind you I I only done it one time and that was that accidental meet where I didn't did compete. you
0: did you even practice it after that like leading up like did you even like yeah. focus on it at all during the week though?
1: Not a lot because no. I didn't know I didn't know until like I'd say like Wednesday that I made the the list to qualify and I was like, all right, lit. So, you know, watched went on YouTube, watched a lot of YouTube, uh, reached out to Whitney Ford and uh That's you know good she was a person to reach
0: out to. If anyone definitely. that doesn't know like a legend at White Plains for track legend. And field. fields. I mean Ford family, legend. but like yeah, she's legend.
1: Legend took me under the wing and she sent me some youtube videos so you know i was just youtube 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 and oh i was God. like all right so then we went to we went to state quals and i was like well i got nothing to lose first jump 45 feet i was like all right i was like, <laughs> I was like all right, was well, right didn't you
0: just jump like 44 though that in your first meet
1: yeah 44 you
0: already surpassed that
1: by a I and then, yeah, by a good amount. And then I ended up jumping, like, I think, like, forty-five eight, if I'm not mistaken. I, it might be a little less, but at most it was 45.8. Qualified for uh, state quals, came in second place, went to state quals, zero expectations. And um, ah. true to my expectations, I didn't perform well enough to make it to the next round. But I was like, you know what? it's my freshman year i'm like i'm looking at the i'm looking at all the guys that i was competing against i'm like all right bunch of seniors junior mm-hmm. me I'm like all right so next year and every year after that i'm going to be in contention for a section title or a state or or at the bare minimum it wasn't or a state at the bare minimum now a state qualifier was expected of myself I made it once if you do it once you should be able to do it again right so yeah. that was that was the mentality outdoor I didn't make it um and that, that feeling same year and that you was, mean your freshman
0: year <laughs> yeah that was my freshman now. year
1: and that was that was definitely a turning point in my uh track career because I remember I was like yo bro you already hit the standard. I'm like, yo, you already hit the standard. You know, don't just let me come in first place. You come in second place and we'll both go to States, you know, <laughs> but I realized now years, years down the line that yeah, I, I gave away the mental edge, you know, I gave away the mental edge. So fast forward to, um, States, uh, my junior year. So I made States every indoor season of my career. And the only time I didn't make states outdoor was my freshman year outdoor. I made it every other every other year.
0: Again, okay, um, you're saying this like so casually, as if this is what every kid does. And but again, you're not you're not every kid. You're not.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's us. You yeah, know.
0: My gosh, but that's how you should act. I'm, I'm not. That's yeah. That's I mean, good, you have a good attitude. You've always been. That's just yeah. Thank you. Yes.
1: But, you know, two years now I made it to States indoors, didn't do anything. And then my third year, I'm like, you know what? Third time's a charm. I'm feeling it. I'm a seasoned vet. I know what I'm doing. It's time to pretty much go out and get this title. I'm like, I got nothing to lose. I'm the five, six or seven seed, or maybe even worse. Um, went in there and off the first jump, first jump of the competition, I hit a PR went 46 feet and some inches. I was like, all right. It was a Cornell Barton Hall. I'm like, all right. So this is the kind of day we're having. Second jump, another PR, like 46-3. I'm like, all right, okay. Third jump wasn't as good, but I'm old, I'm leading now. So now I'm in yeah. first place. And when you go into the finals, it goes in descending order. So best goes last. So I had okay. the advantage. And then the kid who went in, seated number one, he was he was the second to second best uh, jumper. So he was second to last. So we go through the first jump. We go through the first jump. I'm still in the lead. We go through the second jump. I'm still in the lead. Everyone goes through their jump. I'm still in the lead. Now it's him. And if he doesn't win, if he doesn't beat me, I'm the champ. I don't. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. And I remember my boy Zade. um, Zade from Harrison. He he went to Binghamton and he had driven down. And I told him, I'm like, Yo, Zade, I'm gonna go down. I'm like, if he passes me, give me a thumbs down, so I know it's it's you know time to get serious i'm like if he doesn't pass me give me a thumbs up so i know i can fool around on this next jump so and the kid jumps and i could just tell just by his reaction you know his coach was hyping him up she was like you got one last jump like what do you have to lose come on put it all in the line yeah and, and he prs he goes 46 five and like a quarter prs and i look over at zade <laughs> and zade goes and I'm like, oh, all right, <laughs> I'm, like, down, all
0: right. Down.
1: I'm like, all right, game time. I'm like, all right. So then, you know, did my little bow, told myself what time it was. I'm like, listen, that was his last jump. And he did it. Now the ball's in your court. Like, you came here, you knew what the, you knew what the goal was. There's no better position to be in than right now. Started to clap and like my boy, Timmy, love the clap. My boy, Timmy got the video like of me taking off and then landing. And I literally, as soon as I landed, I just knew based on how the other jumps had went based on the rhythm that I won, but I didn't know how much I won by. And I was like, you know what? So I started like celebrating and I was like, you know what? Let me calm down for a little bit. And he had jumped 46, five and two quarters. I jumped Forty six or forty? It was either. Was it forty six or forty seven? It was forty. I jumped forty six, six and like a quarter. And yo, oh my yo, god, yo, when I tell you like that, that moment was just like I've arrived. But I mean, I I had arrived long before then. But then it was like now. It's like it
0: was real it like was yeah. you're it was there like, and you I'm made your his, you made your mark and um yeah and before we move on like if any for anyone that doesn't know triple jump or long jump and you're jumping into sand and it's the last part right like it's the part like they they mark your for like your closest part from, that yeah. lands right from yep. like the from thing. the board yep so that's crazy that that's what less than an I mean centimeter millimeter
1: like less than a millimeter and thank like god you literally then, beat
0: him by the tiniest amount
1: and that was that was just what i had to do and then the following <sighs> week we had uh nationals at the armory and it was my first one and i was like well i mean i got nothing to lose at this I point I really don't it's and, armory uh, that's your
0: place like- yeah
1: i ended up i ended up coming in I ended up coming in fourth place and like the thing that was what really made that season special for me was like everything that could have gone wrong happened. Like I tore my meniscus and I'm in there and Mike is like, you know, you should probably get surgery. And I'm like, Mike, if I don't get surgery, what's my timeline to come back? He was like, you're looking at, you know, at, bare like at the bare minimum if you do everything you're supposed to do times two he's like three weeks but longer than that probably a month a month and a half so i came in i missed like a couple of meets in the season but then when i came in that season i didn't lose a single week i was gonna say i remember i
0: was looking into i was when i was looking you up again you know research and everything because i'm professional over here (laughs) uh no but i just wanted to i did it when we talked the last time too to make sure i knew like everything about you and just like Refresh myself. It did say like you had an undefeated season leading yeah. up to that, like or yeah, or undefeated from a certain point.
1: That's what that that plaque. Wait, right there. That's is what that. that that's saying.
0: where that. That's you got all a bunch of plaques in the back. I love it. I love yeah, it. That's know. so cool. No, but I remember. I mean, I had great and coaches, now, so and I had a great system. year.
1: That was my junior year, and yeah, then so my senior
0: uh,
1: year. Your senior so wait, year.
0: Is that jump where what was? We're gonna talk about no. We'll talk about that later. I don't want to get into that now. The we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. I want we can talk to talk about that. The,
1: okay, all right.
0: I want it to be the last part of what we all talk right. about. All right. Um, I just want that to like how we end it, since it's you know I'm EDL and this EDL. podcast is called Behind the Lens with EDL, and so I figure we should end with the part that talks about all the pictures. I like it. Um, but yeah, wow. So yeah, that's that's definitely that that again. That was like your you putting a, your a foot moment. in the door of like history for yourself and for white Plains and track and field. Like you already had been there and you were already like, you know, historic in a certain sense, but now you're really like, no, I'm here. And like, I'm yeah, serious. I'm in was... business. This isn't a joke. You know, I'm really doing this.
1: Yeah. And and it was freshman year when I, when I walked into those, into that hall, that track and field hall. And I looked up at those pictures and I saw Whitney and I saw Te and I saw Donovan Hagler. I told Agadello, I'm like, yo, coach, before I graduate, I'm going to be up on that wall. And he was like, listen, man, you know, like the spot's up there for you, but it's up to you to go out and make it happen. And I was like, all right, you know, before I graduate, I I will make it up on that wall. So while we're here, I'm I'm actually going to make a little plea. Um, If they can put up that second picture, listen, it's been seven years, seven years, please. I am begging White Plains. Listen, once school is back in session and people are in the office, I will be um, you know, I will be stopping by because it's it's, it's like I did my part. I did, did. I, I did my part. We had a bargain. I did my part. One picture is up, the second picture, you know, and and I listen. I, and it's it's funny because even though I love my my first title because it was the first title, yes I loved my second one just as much but for a completely significantly different scenario and it's but the one thing that stays consistent between me and states is that I'm always injured that season leading up into states you know so
0: god damn you and your injuries man they just leap into good things though so let's see what happens
1: you know minor setback major major comeback
0: I mean hey it's a that's a saying for a reason I agree um, well, you already answered one of my questions without me even really asking it, which is uh, your favorite memory. Um, favorite but, memory. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, I think your the state title would be something. But how about, um before, since track is your sport, mm-hmm. but if you were to choose something from soccer, and it could be on or off, like, it can be just a memory with the boys, or it can be like an actual game. What's a memory that comes to mind?
1: When I think of varsity soccer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think of those bus rides to and from soccer games. Can know. I?
0: Can I remember my most memorable bus ride is from Absolutely. the Marinic game?
1: That's what I was about to say.
0: The most. In- That's what I was about
1: to say because that rivalry between oh. us and the Marinic is, it was is serious, and it's been it's been like that since we were in eighth grade. But oh, yeah, like once not, we got to the oh, high sure. school. It just went on a whole different, but that Mamaronek game was rowdy. Like that bus ride back yelling off the, but listen, I mean, yeah, but those bus rides, I'm thinking. They didn't stop yelling.
0: You guys didn't stop yelling the entire bus ride.
1: No. Vamos. (laughs) Vamos, I play. It's time. I
0: loved it. It was, the energy is unlike Eddie.
1: Mamaronek. White Plains is Su Papa. Mama I, White Plains is super Papa. <laughs> I'm thinking like when I when I yes! think of those bus rides, I'm thinking the first three people that come into my mind, Pedro Mejia, Amores, and Danny, and Danny uh Marillo.
0: Yeah, but, oh uh, gosh. Yes. hundred yeah, percent those,
1: those were those were, you know, some great times. Those are some great times. That's my that's definitely my my favorite soccer memory outside of the pitch. My favorite soccer memory inside of the pitch was uh, the humbling that we gave to Nurichel <laughs> okay. while we were in Nurichel.
0: No, is this the one <laughs> that we had to be escorted off the field afterwards? And yeah, the fans were screaming, did. and Marcel was like, um, look at the scoreboard, please, because you lost.
1: Yeah, that one. that one was... You know and and that rivalry only got crazier after we left apparently but yeah that i think it was like six two it was six two drubbing it was,
0: you guys put on a, a uh <laughs> i remember that yeah
1: i had a nice little girl,
0: yes we'll talk about that more later too that one i yeah and i remember that
1: i remember uh, the baronet
0: game a little bit more it was also cold and i remember my dad has photos of me doing the book with like i have gloves on i have all this stuff on But I remember the neuro game because I'll always remember that huddle with Coach being like, "Look at the scoreboard" to the other fans, and then us being escorted (laughs) off. And I'm the only like female with you guys, so I'm in the front of the line. Like, what is is going on right now? Like, just insane. People
1: got into fights after. Oh, there's like a whole brawl. Yeah, that was.
0: Or something like it was intense.
1: Yeah, gotta love North though. That's that's still my first home, you know, and that's Uh, why that's why I loved that moment because every time we played New Rochelle, besides one game, I always got a goal. And that was just That's always so to my cool. boys, like, hold <laughs> <all that, laughs> you know.
0: It means a little bit more, of a course. A little
1: bit more when we have a those little bit uh, more. chats. You
0: know. um, here, we'll do, like, a couple more before we get into my, like, second part topic and stuff. But uh, two things, because you did talk about, like, the clapping before – you're jumping. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other rituals when you competed? Like, because like that, I know like you know you do the clapping before, and a lot of I know like jumpers do that. But was there anything else, whether it's before soccer or before like track meets or I'm soccer gonna, games?
1: A f- people might disagree with me on this, but the real no, I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there right now. And this was one of my rituals, and these these were for like the big meets, the socks yeah. with the capes on them, Superman's. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I started that trend. <laughs> all but, uh, right. But uh, one of my one of my re- rituals, honestly, um, I mean, I they changed as I progressed. Yeah, um, I'd say the first one when I was in White Plains, when I was in high school, was like leaning all the way back and then yeah. coming to the top of my feet, and then leaning all the way back and then coming to the top of my feet. Yeah one of my one of my rituals actually that came from that is shaking hands before <laughs> before uh before every meet after they line us up I like to you know go up to every opponent look them in the eye and shake their hand and tell them congratulations I mean you know good luck
0: good luck really
1: absolutely tell did them good luck did you do luck.
0: that in college
1: yeah why not
0: wow okay I like it
1: why not i mean it's it's a brotherhood at the end of the day but you know i'm still here to beat you but I still want you to do your best because you're doing your best ultimately is going to prompt me to perform my best, which yeah. only makes the competition that much more fun. Yeah, you know? of course. So wow, yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's a ritual that I still do. Um but then once I got to college, um once I got to UNBC at least, yeah, I had I had to stop that rocking because I had a right back problem. I had like a bad oh. yeah, bad nerve and I was just like, nah, But it's gone now. Um, It's been gone ever since I got the tattoo. Don't ask me how. (laughs) I got a right leg tattoo. My right side tightened up. Like tightened up for like three days. And then it just loosened up. And once it loosened up, it was just, you know, good to go. And I haven't felt that pain ever since. But now what I do is I'll crouch over and, you know, Kneel, crouched over, mm-hmm. just to kind of get in my own head, whether it's to blank out the noise or to just remind myself to stay in the moment, what I'm here for, you know. So I'll do that, and then in high school I used to have like a man, uh, a stationary start. I switched that up where now I will walk into it just to give me a little more momentum on that takeoff, which helps me control everything in my opinion but you know different people have different different says if you ask my other coach he'll say this stationary is probably best but
0: it's it's each to I mean to each their own right like, whatever feels comfortable whatever feels right whatever gets the best out of you obviously at the end of the day um all right we're gonna lead into I do want to talk about Like your time at UMBC, um, your time. (laughs) There you go. Uh, your time, like just being, because the main reason I starting this podcast is to kind of let you guys talk about your time as being a black athlete in a sport that maybe isn't majority black, or being just in any sport you know, or being black in life, any of that, and just be able to tell your story. That's something I would never be able to tell. I would never truly understand, but I will stand with you and I will, you know, try to help you tell others and have them understand why things are going the way they are right now. Um, and yeah, so that's like the next, that's kind of what I want to get into. But speaking of being like a student athlete, I kind of want to talk about, Quickly, there's kind of two things before we lead into that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First, is like, what did you enjoy kind of about being a student athlete? And then, how did that play into who you are today? If that makes sense. And I mean, in college more so than in high school, because I feel like in college. What did I
1: enjoy about being a student athlete?
0: Yeah, like rather than just being an a-, a student. I mean, I was just a student. I didn't play, a sp- I was a part of a lot of sports, but I wasn't a student athlete.
1: Well, you know, sometimes. I wish that was just, (laughs) sometimes I wish that was, I was just a student instead of a student athlete. But, um,
0: is there anything that like stands out that you remember that like you did enjoy it or,
1: I mean, definitely that camaraderie within the student athlete community, whether it was Temple or UMBC, you know, it was just that closeness. Um, Yeah. And we had that, I would say,, mm-hmm. but i'm really I'm really trying to think if there was one thing about being a student athlete that i that stood out I mean at the end of the day i don't I don't think the student athlete made me. I was always who i I was, who you I are, am you're very with sure who you are sports.
0: I will remember that forever. you are very. True, in in the best way possible. Like I don't think yeah, that I, in a bad no.
1: way. and that's that's what I that's what I try to do. But yeah, no, I I've always had a strong sense of self. Um, yes. I would say if anything, I guess going day one gave me the platform to be a role model for others.
0: That's a good um, okay. Actually, before you continue that. I'm going to interview younger athletes at some point, like mm-hmm. co- kids that are just going to start their collegiate career. Is there anything you could you would tell them, like, whether D one, D two, D three, or that you wish you had known before you competed?
1: College <laughs> scam? No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's a whole another story. We can have a whole lying. podcast about that lying. and NCAA. That's...
1: But, <laughs> um, freshman year, I mean. If you it's gonna sound cheesy, but it's always
0: it's, gonna sound cheesy and cliche, it's, it's
1: okay. It's all about really like time management and you know, because we have to wake up at six o'clock and be at six thirty lifts. And on Saturdays we have to be at practice at seven AM. <laughs> on Saturdays Yeah. <laughs> this is a Saturday. So, you know, you just have to be disciplined. Um at the end of the day, know why you're going to college okay. you know mm-hmm. if you're going to be an athlete but you're not fully invested as an athlete then by all means that's who you are make sure you enjoy the full experience of what college has to offer don't feel like because you're an athlete you can only hang out with athletes no oh, you yeah. can hang out with you know regular students that aren't athletes and then um you know know why you're there if you are a serious athlete or Not to say the other person isn't. If you are all about athletics when you're going to college, whether it's D1, D2, or D3, what you put in is ultimately what you're going to get out. And, um, you know, there's always going to be someone who's trying to take your spot. There's always going to be someone who is trying to outwork you. So just ask yourself, what have you done to achieve your goals or what have you done to get one step closer? two-year goals on said day. Yeah. You'll be all right. But college is its fun. Freshman year is definitely the best year, you know. A um,
0: little different for these freshmen, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, um, you know, it's sad. But, you know, what doesn't break you only makes you stronger. So Yeah, you know, I mean, hopefully
0: that- if things go right, then it should only make the rest of the years all that much better.
1: Like, exactly, just, and just down just the line, be much better. Down the line, that's something you can uh, you can tell your your grandkids or your kids. You need to, listen, I was the first year ever to fully go virtual and be <laughs> educated. You know.
0: Yeah. No, these they they've gone through a uh, a whole lot. All right, let's go on to um your great experiences at UMBC. <laughs>
1: oh, those are great. Oh man, hey guys. <laughs>
0: Um, actually, you know what? I mean, I do want to talk about that. You did tell me stories already, so we can tell those like very same stories, honestly. Yeah. Um, like, I want you be because I do have to refresh uh, my memory
1: because I do
0: have. Well, one thing I just talked about was like how have you dealt or what situations that like involved racism throughout your time at UMBC, um, and just say some stories about that. I remember, I I mean, like I remember what we talked about. Um, but do you want to just start with that? Do you have examples or do you remember times where it's just like how you were treated because of the color of your skin?
1: I mean, I had, all right. So there are several instances. I mean, in one instance, it was clear. I mean, in both instances, it's clear, but I guess mm-hmm. in one, there's a, it's a little more blurred because my head coach is African-American so it could be interpreted as he expected more of me he expected better of me but at the end of the day i'm still a student athlete on that team so regardless of what the expectations are regardless of what the expectations should have been i deserve to have been treated like every other student athlete you know so there is this one incident um there was a recruit in town and um the recruit was a distance recruit and i'm not a distance athlete i had no reason even you know going but i'm like you know what they invited me it was one of those team bonding things let her see what the vibe of the team was so i was like oh all right so we went out to dinner yada 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 you know she ended up signing she's from new york we I met her before like everyone and I was like oh you're from New York I'm from New York her last name was Johnson so like we (laughs) hit it off I was like oh what's up cousin you know like but um yeah so she ended up committing to UMBC and you know like a month or two down the line her head coach who is a white male tells her oh I'd be wary of who i hang out with you don't want to be hanging out with those degenerates and he was talking about me and three and three other or two other african-american student athletes black student athletes and you know at the time i was like you know what it's it's never really been a big issue for me we made a joke out of it actually we made a snap a snap group chat called person's name and the and the degenerates. degenerates, but I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what have you- And now you... this
0: is their UMBC cross country or like- distance yeah, yeah, he's the right?
1: cross country coach. Yeah, Matt cross Gitterman. What's up, guy? Matt Gitterman. Uh, yeah, this is Matt Gitterman, but um, I'm like, what did I do to warrant such a label? I mean, you haven't, at that point, I hadn't really done anything Excessive, you know. I really mm-hmm. try to lay up, fly under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. I had definitely won them a conference title, though. Yeah. So um, you know, I'm, I was really lost as to uh, why a, a character who I had never interacted with at a meet or outside of a meet would have such an interpretation of me. But again, I didn't care. You know, it, it was it is what it is. Um, the other the other um, situation and. I'm not proud of it, but you know, I did have um alcohol poisoning mm-hmm. where I was rushed to the hospital and you know, I woke up the next morning and I saw the tag unbeknownst to me. I didn't know where I was, and there was a note next to me from my teammates saying, Hey dummy, you turned up a little too much last night, so we had to bring you to the hospital. So I got laughed that off.
0: Oh but, God.
1: You know, like I that was really like a low point I would say one of them because I didn't know where I was you know I could have been anywhere and then when I really heard what happened what transpired and I was like damn that's that's bad that's not even who I've never done this before so like what prompted me to have you know pushed the limit to this extent um but the way they treated me versus the way they treated another athlete were two separate treatments you know Mm -hmm. um for me I was pretty much castrated (laughs) you know like I have a, I have a text message from my coach in mind you I mean I just almost died I almost literally yeah um and the text message isn't oh you know like you know so I heard what happened. We're here for you. I'm disappointed that after the conversation we had yesterday, this is what you You went and did. We need to have a conversation to see if UMBC is the right place for you. Like, yo, bro, I almost just, that's how you feel? And the conversation we had wasn't even that important. It was a conversation where I went out of my way and pitched to him. I'm like, listen, track and field. I don't really see us having a say at the sac meetings student athlete uh, a, yeah. A, a yeah, I'm like we, we don't really have a a voice student i'm like so let me
0: advisory committee
1: yeah, i'm like so let me let me join the um let me join the committee and you know i'll I'll relay what the students want, and I pitched it, and it worked, but then that happened and I'm like so you the first thing you're thinking about is that conversation, but then you know fast forward down the line, another student athlete goes through the same thing the same thing but with her it's different it's more of an enclosure it's oh we're here for you you can talk to us whenever you you know like oh baby you baby you for me it was oh we're not even on a talking basis for x amount of theory x amount of time but Mm -hmm. I've never needed to be on a speaking basis with anyone. Like, yeah, you're my head coach, but at the end of the day, we're not in the same training group. You train the sprinters. I have my jumps coach. I'm fine and dandy. You do you, I'm gonna do me. But it's just like the glaring differences in uh, how the same incident. (laughs) I have a question and I don't
0: wanna dis, like, I don't wanna say that this has anything or like, I don't wanna diminish your story or the differences do you think has anything to do with that you're a man and she's a woman like do you do you think that had anything to do with it or do you think it was race and i'm just genuinely asking like i'm not trying i mean i think
1: it's i think it's a lot of tangibles that's why i don't i don't particularly say it's race for that one because again my head coach is black and i have no no ill bearing so it could one thousand percent be because I'm a man and she's a woman. It could also yeah. 1,000% be because I'm a black man and he expects more of me as mm-hmm. a black man. So, you know, I don't, I'm not mad about it. It's just, Yeah. I'm just telling the story because it's just the same scenario. No. Two oh, 100%.
0: I'm, not diminishing you know, that. It is. It's the same but, thing. And the blatant differences is, it. it's sad. Like, you know, there's no reason for that. There's... Yeah. There's none. Um, How about like just growing up in general? Like, was there anything that you noticed that differed from, you know, your white counterparts? That like just little, even just little things day to day or throughout like playing soccer or, I mean, you know, just competing in track and field that I would never know about, you know, or someone like me would never know about?
1: Anything different. Like how you were
0: treated, or little situations, or I mean, and you might not have, like you. Well, I'm just curious.
1: All my life, I grew up in a diverse setting, New rochelle and then yeah. White Plains.
0: White Plains is as diverse then, as it can get.
1: And then Temple, you know, and then UNBC. Even UNBC is diverse, but yeah, it. You know, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and and say that, you know, I, I experienced a lot of racial bias.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't really, I don't know if I could say that. I mean, I'm trying to think. You're going to have to jog my memory on this one about one of the No, one I of don't the know stories. if you said,
0: I didn't really ask this question when we talked the last time. This mm-hmm. is more so what I'm going to be asking. Um, because I think when, something I've been seeing now with more conversations being had with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and all of this stuff going on is just how, like, how I don't even, like me, a white person doesn't even realize what you might have to go through on a daily basis. I think people are having more conversations about the little things that you have to deal with. And like, you know, it's just something that we will never understand or know because we are white. And it's that white privilege that we have that it's like, I can't help that. I'm white. I, you know, but if I can recognize it and people can recognize it, then we can make, you know, progress and things can change. And those little things, which aren't little in people's lives when they happen as much as they do can make a difference, you know, like they can stop happening as much. Um, so the reason I ask is just to see like what might have happened in your life throughout your life and there might not have been a lot I mean like you just don't you know and you might have honestly just suppressed them (laughs) you're not like I'm just saying I just I'm asking just to like kind of bring that conversation because a lot of the people that I'm surrounded with I'm surrounded by a lot of white athletes especially younger ones and so that's again why I wanted to do this podcast because I want to bring on black athletes or I'm going to bring on a lot of women to talk about being a woman in sports being black in sports Mm -hmm. and how it's different than a lot of white athletes and there are things that we might not ever realize
1: amen wow (laughs) sorry I didn't mean to go on and on no no that's fine I'm I'm trying to
0: were you taught anything like were even just being black like were you taught certain things that I might not have ever even had to think about or
1: well I mean I was I was born in in Sierra Leone so you know it's it's also a different um tradition as opposed to the american yeah but can you you talk about
0: that a little bit like what that means exactly
1: like (laughs) i don't (laughs) i don't know how to explain i don't mean to put you on the
0: spot but i'm putting you on the spot a little bit here no
1: no it's all right i just i gotta i gotta come up with the it's different for me um because growing up in sierra leone i didn't see a lot of white people. Yeah. I saw a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. When I did see white people, it was you know like Christmas time. Santa Claus. He would they would have out of nowhere. He would deliver gifts. You know. So like that was my memory of yeah, or my belief of what the of what a white person does. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so you know coming in here, I never really focused on racism at a young age i mean i guess you could say definitely racist that or it definitely had to do with race that i was put in a uh i had to go in like a reading group or like but mind you my my vocabulary was more advanced than my fellow second graders but i had Mm -hmm. to go do like an extra set of reading just to you know, get i I'm like, this didn't make sense, because you know, I was taught the British English, where we use color, O U R, you know, and all that, all that fun stuff. And then yep. ha- having to convert that to C O L O R and the American English, mm-hmm. you know, was a little tough. And then, and another thing is, people tend to not pronounce their T's; they tend to make them D's. Amsterdam, or I'm sorry. <laughs> that's Amsterdam <laughs> is Amsterdam no um uh, uh, um like what um matter yeah m-a-t-t-e-r matter 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 yeah it's it's matter you know yeah, uh, matter.
0: Mat, oh
1: yeah matter. yeah and
0: that sounds like and there's a word matter, like, matter yeah. <laughs> and then
1: there's and then there's Matt. Matt. you know so it, it was different wow
0: but, yeah
1: you know I was And I had to go through that. But, I mean, I still excelled in all my classes. Um, You know, I mean, I did notice that I got, I definitely got reprimanded for the same things others would do. But I would get in trouble more for it um, growing up. But at UMBC, I wouldn't say I really experienced that because I wouldn't even stand for it we oh, yeah, you're older,
0: so you wouldn't um, even yeah. let it. I mean, like that's not something that you're gonna let slide. Um, and the high school, like high school, like we, like you said, it's a, we had a very diverse high school. So yeah. I mean, not that I know, and I can't speak for your experience. Um, but it was diverse. I don't know if you had any experiences throughout that, but I mean, even the teachers, I feel like it was pretty diverse for the most part.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not as much. They could definitely <laughs> yeah. hire hire more. And, uh, you know, they could definitely 1000% oh. make Mr. Dillon's African American studies class a mandatory class. Because oh, yeah, that,
0: that'd be fantastic.
1: That definitely, uh, you know, opened my mind to some real cold, hard facts about just history. And...
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, again, we can talk about college being a scam. But we can also talk about just our education system is a mess. You and know, it, like you know, I I look I look are. back
1: at it, I didn't have my first black teacher until fifth grade. And okay. I didn't have my first black teacher until I think it might I think it might have to be Dylan. I'm I'm not sure, but I'm pretty certain. I mean somewhere along the lines I might have missed someone, but
0: yeah, no, you know, I mean I believe it. And those are little things, like that's why I want to talk about it. Because I wouldn't think of those things. I might a little bit more, but it's not going to be on top of my mind. It's not going to be on top of mind of a lot of people I know because we didn't have to deal with that because we're seeing people that are like us. Mm-hmm. It's, But it's like me being a gay woman. I don't see that representation as much. You see a lot more things are, you know, but when you see it, you're like, oh, that's fantastic. Just like this. Oh, it's someone that looks like me. Like that matters so much. Um, And this leads into just questions about, like, what's going on right now with everything and, you know, um, with the topic of race and everything going on. um, What do you think? I mean, and this is like a very big question because who can answer it? But, like, what do you think has to be done for there to be any change in anything right now?
1: Um, Regarding Black Lives Matter, like,
0: systematic racism, all that stuff is kind of what I'm
1: before change can happen we must first educate you know Mm -hmm. um really learn about the history of america the oppression of blacks and african americans and people of color um really like look at the the leaders and what they preached and look at how their messages were re- were received. You know, when you look at MLK who preached turning the cheek and Pete being peaceful, he was assassinated. And then you look at you look at Malcolm who preached an eye for an eye, he was assassinated. You know, two polar spectrums but then you have garvey who preached we just want to go back to our continent you know and started a movement to get black people to go go back to africa as Uh the saying is um he was assassinated so you know learn about that and just really see what has changed in the last 400 years, you know? What has changed, if anything? I mean, the systems are still tailored to where there is segregation to an extent in the education systems, you know? Yeah, oh you yeah. You don't see as many black kids going to Rye Country Day School. You don't nope. You don't see as many black kids going to Albertus Magnus and those are the those are what? Those are the top one percentile of
0: Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: If you go to those schools, you're guaranteed an Ivy League acceptance, you know. So that 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 should also be looked into. Um you look into you look into this whole oh, I'm gonna stop watching this sport because this person is protesting. You know, you you cheer for us. When oh, we're out just... on the field. You clap for us when we're jumping. But oh, let us not use our voice.
0: No, let's not be. The let, world not, let's is not let people
1: to an end. Let us not use our voices. How dare LeBron James try to empower his people? Oh, my God. How dare we educate ourselves, you know? But you can't be ignorant. And when I say ignorant, not educate yourself and then try to have a conversation about said topic because mm-hmm. all that does is a. it's a waste of my time because i'm not here to educate you know there's
0: no you're not you're not the person i'm not a
1: teacher you know there's, oh, and
0: you're not That's the thing is like you and any p pe- and people of color in general don't shouldn't be the ones to educate
1: google not in 2020 we are the ones
0: that need to educate ourselves like that's point blank but it's and it's sad and at the same time it also bothers me though that when certain like people of color black people whoever say certain things it's not listened to until someone who that's like white says it because they need to hear it from somebody that like looks like them which is also a problem like there has to be a line where like Educate yourself, but also listen to these people, like, listen to what they have to say, you shouldn't have to hear it from somebody just because they look like you, you know, they're the one you're the ones going through these things. We're not. So like, how can we be the it? uh, And there's so many issues that are like that. I mean, even women's suffrage type of stuff, like, you know, Oh, no, let a let a man say it, then they'll listen, because a man is saying it like, it's there's so again, it's all within a system that has been in place for so long um and run by very powerful white men.
1: Yes, indeed. And I don't know what the fear is. You know, it's not like we're saying black lives superior.
0: It, well, that's the thing. It's <laughs> because the system. like they you know, because
1: of the down here, just, bring it down no,
0: just looking for yeah. equality. You're just looking to be equal. You're just looking for the same. Look, right at the look at the voting.
1: Look at the voting. All of a sudden, the polls are being taken out in places that are predominantly populated by African-Americans. That's not a coincidence.
0: No, it's not a coincidence.
1: It's not. It's It's calculated.
0: Well, that's the thing. Is like it's been these thoughts have been put in place of how black people are, how people of color are. And so, like, all these white people are like, yeah, that's what they're like. That's what they're like. But they don't want to actually look and see for themselves and make their own thoughts. They just want to look at the one little person that they see do something wrong. And then that's how everyone is. But God forbid you say the same thing about them and then they're mad. <laughs> and it's like, but wait, you can't You can't be one way or the other. Like, it. it it's basic human rights. We're just trying to... I.
1: It's crazy, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my, uh, that's my thought on that, you know. No, it's a good, and
0: they, that's, that's where it's going to start. Um, I think our generation
1: have the conversation you don't want to have. Oh, and that um, makes you uncomfortable.
0: Thousand percent. I had a conversation with a parent. We didn't agree on a lot. Bottom line, we agreed on stuff, but there are certain things that we didn't. And it was, I cried throughout 90% of the conversation because I can't understand. And like, that's how I express my emotions. But I have to have those conversations. And we as white people have to have those conversations with other people that we know because that's going to get us somewhere. You don't have to be having these conversations. The reason I'm doing this though, is so that the people that I talk to can hear it from somebody of color and me. And hopefully- I don't know it resonates with one person out there and they're like oh okay I don't know yeah. but anyway um it's crazy it's gonna take it's, a lot but I feel like this generation is
1: it's up to our generation and I think start. it's I got I got a lot of faith in our generation I think it's 100%. gonna be 100 percent and the younger
0: out. generation my god
1: yeah they they the gen z's listen. they
0: are another level I know, I give, <laughs> I'm scared of them.
1: <laughs> don't stop. When
0: when one of them is president, man. Woo.
1: Be the change you wish to see. Corny, but it is.
0: 100%. 100%. Um, no, it's, there's a lot going on. Um, I appreciate you being, you being able to talk about it. Um, again, no I know you don't have to be the one to educate us, but I just like to hear from your perspective, basically. Um, I think it's good for people to hear it. And just, like, kind of hear those little stories of, you know, you're being rep- reprimanded for something that a classmate's doing. But it's like, wait, why aren't they being reprimanded? Like, those little things. And it adds up. And, um, but, yeah. um, All right. Well, let's get, now we can talk about the photos. Now we got the heavy stuff. And this is why I like to end with this, because you get through the heavy stuff. And now we can talk about the two photos, which I, when I post this, I'll probably post those two photos on my Instagram. Um, and those would be the photos that I share when I post the podcast. Um, but the first one, let's talk about the soccer one, since we kind of already talked about it before, (laughs) which I didn't even take. And I have to mention this. We talked about this before we even got started. Uh, my dad took it because again, I was the manager for your team. So my dad took that photo, uh, explain the photo because I know you remember it. And explain the backstory and just that game, again, a little bit more.
1: Backstory, um, Nurichel and I and us, White Plains, we've always had, when it comes to soccer, Mamaronek, A1, yeah. Nurishal, AB, like A2 or A1A. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, That's no joke. It was no joke. You know, we, we went in and I think it was, I think that year it was us and New Rochelle that were competing for the, for the league title. And we had yeah. already beaten them at our, no, we had not played them at our home field yet. Actually, that was yeah. the first game of the season. And, you know, leading up to the match, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out to my, my new role boys. Cause we, we played a few of us. We played uh travel together as well on a New Rochelle soccer team uh you know talking talking trash you know like you know what's coming it's going to be a reckoning um you know they're talking their trash back they get their fans our fans are coming they have their facebook page i guess we had ours and both fans were just getting rowdy but um you know we get to the game i think they scored first you know it might have or we might have scored first but whatever the outcome i don't
0: remember i can't remember
1: yeah i can't remember who scored i think it was i think they got first blood
0: i feel like
1: they did too and they were just real hype and then the reckoning just just happened it was you know i think uh I we were tied 1-1 i either scored we were tied 2-2 when i scored my goal because i scored the game winner It right? ended up being the game winner but yeah you know i was i was on the i was on the um The right I believe I was on a it was either on the right wing or the left wing. But the ball was played through. I just stayed on sides, but I was faster than everyone else on the pitch. Got to the ball, touched it like 10 yards ahead of me. And I'm like, oh man, the goalie's gonna come out and he's gonna get the ball. And sure enough, the goalie starts coming out. I'm I'm running full speed at the ball. So now it's for whoever gets there first is, is what it's gonna be. You know, so I beat him to the I beat him to the ball tapped it over to the to his uh to his left my right side and then ran around him and tapped it in and it almost almost missed and it just went in on the inside of the post it.
0: vaguely I
1: remember this now. and i was like yeah and, I, and you pointed who back, are
0: you pointing to in the photo because I,
1: like, I was pointing to the stands where, was it to the
0: New row guys or to
1: no? It was White, Plain. White Plains. We had we had our fans. We had yeah. our fans over as well. I was pointing to the White Plains fans because I had my a couple of my boys was like, yeah, that one was for you. Um, but I mean, it could have been misconstrued, and uh, New Rochelle might have thought I was pointing at them, which is fine as well because it works for both. Uh, it works, both. So, uh,
0: yeah, exactly. That for you, scenarios. it works both
1: ways. But it ended up being a six-two drubbing, and of course, it's their home field. They're a bit, they're embarrassed. Their fans came out, watched them get beat. So then that the last couple minutes of the game were very you know tense. where a lot of tackles were going, cards were being given out, and in the stands they're getting wild. They're talking our team, our sides talking trash and our sides talking trash, but they really don't have anything to talk about because we won. So you know emotions got the best of everyone. Nurishell outnumbered White Plains because we were at Nurishell High School, and uh, a bunch of fights broke out. Uh, some items were thrown, <laughs> a couple of people were hit, and uh, we were on the other. We were completely on the other side, and like we were ready. We a few. Of you guys were, ready were so to, ready. Like, yeah, we were ready to like run the other way and uh, and join Galagani was like, "If anyone joins, you're done for the season." So we knew better. We knew what was at stake, and. uh yeah, so we got on a bus and we found out later what what transpired and Oh and that was crazy. the talk of Superintendents everything after got that. got involved. It was uh it was wild. It was wild. Yeah,
0: that was the talk of the town after that. I just remember that. No one like that's what I was talking about. You know um, what I just forgot?
1: You know what? what I forgot about that about that that first state title story? What? That was that was also the, the year White Plains had the most epic food fight oh that <laughs> was that senior year. year that was my senior year Yeah, no. and i oh, that was my so senior, was year. senior year yep senior prank oh yeah I almost oh missed my god the wait that was that day yes the bus <laughs> so i was i was with mike the trainer when that happened and like i had to get a, a bower fiend like a heel cup because i had like achilles bad achilles yeah. at the time so yeah. I had to get a heel cup and it was delivered so I had to go to North House to pick it up from the mailroom and then run down to the to the track. And as I'm running to North House all yes. of a sudden a fight food fight broke out. That was That was wild. unbelievable. That was epic. That was
0: I epic. saw our one of the like so- super one of the I don't know, a higher up with a suit but like the ties basically yeah. off. He's food all over him. Yep. It was Mr.
1: D. Yep
0: unreal because I Luke? I had lunch in the front like you know near the front entrance mm-hmm. near one of those pillars by the main mm-hmm. office and so like I didn't see a lot of it I saw some of it and stuff but then people started running through the halls and like it it, it got was, wild
1: people were throwing
0: senior prank
1: yeah after that they had us on lockdown for hours but that, that had, the bus oh, yeah, had they to wait had 30 you minutes guys. I'm like how am I getting to states but yeah <laughs> Oh, everything that could have went wrong that season went wrong
0: wow i didn't realize that was the same exact day yeah again man, that was but you know setbacks into comebacks, back man. even the little setbacks,
1: ones amen amen <laughs> amen wow that's what we do though you know a little adversity never never broke up um,
0: now the other photo when was that that one i did that- take
1: that one you did take I and did. that I, one was if
0: I didn't I'd be so pissed it's both my dad's photos but that one I think I did take
1: that one was my, senior, my junior year outdoor state qualifier
0: it's such a good photo I mean it is
1: and if you look at my face I was so serious because that was literally my last jump and it was either I was going to states or I wasn't going to states because Alex uh who was a high jumper came out of nowhere and like jumped the number one seed, but like me and the number and the guy ahead of me, we had both hit the state standard. So it was just a matter of who was going to come in second or if one of us could, you know, overtake him and come in first. Yeah. So, you know, I jumped and that was my last jump and I had a terrible jump day. I couldn't find a board. I couldn't get in rhythm, but you know, I was that last jump I was just able to get locked in and get the job done and I came second that meet and like the, the guy who came in third he we all qualified for states but he couldn't go because you know someone else but actually I think he did end up going because I think Alex Alex decided he was going to focus on uh, high jump which opened oh, okay. up that for him to go so we all all three of us went. I think that's how it happened. But do you yeah. remember
0: any of the guys in the background of this photo?
1: Yeah. Like that's uh here. If you, you see the guy with the here, put it put it close so I can I can see it. All right. So you see to... you see the yeah, I see it right there. All right. North Rockland is the one in the yeah. left. That's that was Nick. Nick and I were the one vying for that last spot. Okay. And then right there on Who's the, the, the corner that's right giving me the face, that's my yeah. boy Kerwin. Kerwin yeah. knew because that was the only jump where I hit the board. And as soon as I hit the board, and we were talking right before that jump, he's like, Yo, you just had it, bro. like You just got to, you know, you're going, you could call, qual- you just got to hit the board. And I finally hit the board on that. And he was like, Yeah, because we knew, we knew what it was for that jump. So
0: that's so cool.
1: Yeah, that was great. I always had a great support system, though, in uh in track and field. You know, yeah, I'm it's sure. Section one or just my personal um, circle always had. Great support.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. Um, speaking of, I guess last thing I want to end on because I didn't get to mention it, is that you do train athletes as well. Um, yeah. And you enjoy yeah, that. You know,
1: I do enjoy it. Um, it's something that I do as a hobby slash project. Um I've coached, I want to say four athletes, maybe five, and mm-hmm. all of them have gone on to compete in division one uh program, strip and field. They're all jumpers. And uh I'm currently working on a, another one, Rising Senior, who is going to end up being D1 as well. Um nice. But yeah, I mean I I don't just coach anyone. I uh
0: Yeah, no, I know that.
1: You know, I coach the kids that want it and that really Really, you can just tell when you go to these meets or when they come to these camps, you know, and they reach out and it's, that's like, Hey, the the tips you gave me last week helped out a lot at this meet. Like, what should I do? Can we work together? And it's like, yeah. And then you could, you can tell, you know, so I've, I've coached privately. I mean, I've done it. Um, I've coached at the armory camp and that's, that's very fun. You know, they bring in uh a bunch of professional athletes every winter or every end spring once before the season starts. And um, I'm in charge of the um, jumps along with uh, my good friend, Dominic Zanat, who is uh, also- yeah, head football coach. I know him. Yeah, who's a uh, head football coach for White Plains uh, football team. And uh, who is now my track and field coach and my um, training coach just in terms of fitness and strength and explosiveness, everything having to do with jumps, Athletics Westchester, shout out to Athletics Westchester. Uh, look him up, he is-
0: Follow him on Instagram and on yeah, Twitter. Yeah,
1: follow him on Instagram, Twitter. He's very good at what he does. Um, very good. The numbers don't lie, you know, the numbers dictate the results and he is results driven. So if you're passionate, whether it's track, football, basketball, baseball, swimming, lacrosse, field hockey, tennis. Reach out to He's Nam-sanak. he's a great
0: guy to reach out to. He's a great person. I took photos for Harrison track and field this past yeah. winter
1: and I That's am a guy. big fan. That's my guy. You know. And
0: I didn't know beforehand. He's he's the he's not the head coach for football, but he's the I think like offensive guy or okay like wide receivers guy or something. Okay. I know the head coach okay. too, um, right. but he's, he's, he's up there. Like he might, I want to say he might be like offensive coordinator type of type of thing or something like that. Quarterbacks. I'm not sure, but he does the strength. I mean, he obviously does all the WP fast stuff, all that good stuff. No, um, mm-hmm. so he trains. He's just a good guy. Um, Genuine. But yeah. And seeing all the athletics, Westchester stuff, it's, it's really yeah, cool. We're gonna, it's really we're gonna great. Blow
1: up. We're going to blow up. So, you know, Join it. We're going to be great. You know, high school level, middle school yeah. level, professional level, collegiate level. Every pretty. level. Every level. Join it. You know, That's shout great. out to White Plains High School. <laughs> Put up my picture, please. <laughs> please, please, Mr. Cameron. Please, Gallegani, Please, McCormick. Fury, Singleton, please.
0: Have you talked to any year. of them
1: about it? You know, it's going to be, it, it's going to, it's probably going to be until my reunion when 2023, when that, when that goes up. I have, every time I go to LAUX, I talk to them about it. And yet yeah, send us a picture. I'm like, I've sent you the same picture for the last seven years, six years.
0: Is it my dad's photos? Or is it
1: somebody else? My senior name? year, senior year, it was, it was someone else.
0: Oh, was it my dad? My dad didn't do my no, senior
1: year. Yeah, senior I year. I did my senior year. yeah. So senior year, it was it was I think like Caitlin, Although I mean, I I could use your dad's picture. I just I would just look mad young. But oh no, I better. want you to
0: use a photo from because the other one's my dad's. The other Who, one yeah is
1: one hundred percent. The first one I think is... he.
0: The thing is, I also think he did the framing. Like that's why I say that in the beginning. I don't know for sure. Not like, but I think he also did the frames and did the stuff for them. I wasn't I
1: wasn't involved in that I just picked the pictures I I, wanted
0: I should almost ask him and see again don't want to just like throw that out there and say that that's the case it could 100% not be um but I just know that he did a lot with them and he did a lot like he would do the team photos and help them with the league and put the photo like a lot of those updated say like the so the league photo for soccer it has, like, "league" written on it. It's not, mm-hmm. like, a little plaque. It's actually on it. He did that. Like, you know.
1: Ah, that's, so okay. that's so why I say that it. he
0: might have actually done the premium. It's either
1: him or Gallaghani's, uh, Gallaghani's father-in-law.
0: Yeah, I I, I want to say it could have either been. Yeah, I don't know. But we got to get it up there. Sorry. Um. Yeah, all right. Well, hey, I'm. I, that was a very long conversation, but no I works. didn't expect anything less. I'm sorry for keeping you so uh, nah, long. No, I
1: cleared my calendar.
0: It was a great conversation, and I was excited to have it again. Um, thanks for being my first guest.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I hope you enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> I had a blast. I had a blast. You got me thinking about starting my own.
0: <laughs> ah, there we go. Um, well, hey, if anyone wants to follow you on social media, what's your, what are your handles?
1: Um. Prime Time underscore jumps on Instagram. Um, Prime TJ thirteen on Twitter. And Especially if you're a Lakers else. fan
0: or a LeBron fan.
1: Yeah, LeBron fan. You know, if you're not, don't you're follow
0: at. him. <laughs> I can see it. I, he's got two LeBron jerseys in the back. He's got yes, he's.
1: We got the All Star jersey from New York. You know, I God. I almost met him. I was hoping I'd meet him, but I'm gonna meet him soon enough. I'm gonna meet him in L.A. Speaking God. of its existence right now. But yeah, no, anyway. it, was, it was a blast, Aaron.
0: Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on.
1: Always a pleasure.
0: <laughs> thanks for listening to Behind the Lens with EDL. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed interviewing Tom and getting to know him as more than just an athlete. If you would like to follow me on social media, everything is at EDL Photography, so you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram. I post pretty much daily of all the different athletes that I capture on almost a daily basis. Thanks for listening again, and I'll see you next episode.